Hi, I'm Julia Thomas, class of 2007 and director of annual giving for Darlington School. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today we are joined by Megan Ware, Darlington class of 2009, who currently serves as, a, as executive pastry chef for local restaurants Aventine, Blossom Hill Barbecue and Burgers, and Honeymoon Bakery. Today we will be talking about her Darlington experience, her career, including a recent appearance on the Food Network, and our Darlington Connects program. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Thank you for joining us, Megan. Um, I know that this is a crazy season for y'all, so I'm really uh, thankful that you took the time to talk to us. So um, thanks for coming to campus. How are you? I'm great. Thank you all so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and I am terrible at talking about myself, but I am doing this for the youth of Darlington, so here we go. (laughs) Well, we really appreciate it, and we'll just dive right in. So I'd love for our listeners and our students to know more about your Darlington experience. So we'll go back to the beginning. How did you end up at Darlington, and what all were you involved with as a student? Absolutely. So I um, started Darlington in pre-K, so all the way up pre-K and on. I had two older siblings. Um, that went to Darlington. My sister Ashley, she's six years older than me, and my brother Zach is four years older than me. So they already were attending Darlington, so um, they were having a great experience. And so my parents obviously thought, well, it's a no-brainer. We'll send Megan there too. Um, And it was awesome. I love my time here. I was involved in a ton of things. I played lacrosse. Um, I did cheerleading for a very brief stint. I am not, not, not made for that, but everyone has their strengths. Um, I was a class president the junior year, vice president senior year, um, so I just really liked being involved and um, being a part of lots of different things. Well, and that's one of the best things we hear about Darlington is just the ability to be involved in so many different things and be just a fully well-rounded student. What would you pull from your Darlington experience, either in the classroom or on the field, as some of your most useful skills for your life today, whether it's professionally or personally or both? I think that Darlington does a fantastic job of teaching students time management. I think that when I was here, you know, you do have so much going on. There's school, there's after school activities, there are you know, sports that you might be involved in, and then, you know, you also want to have a social life. So it was really nice to be prepared for college and real life and, you know, car- knowing to carve out time for, oh, I want to go to the gym today, but I also have a final tomorrow. And, you know, just being able to navigate that, you know, outside of being a child living at home with your parents, you know, being able to do that on your own. Absolutely. Do you have a you know, standout moment in the classroom or on the field or in any of those activities you were involved in that just kind of still affects you today? I, one of my favorite moments at Darlington um, was when I was in calculus with Miss Waddell and she always would, you know, talk to us about seeing the best in people. And so I think that one of my favorite memories is just her talking to the class about making sure that you always see the best in people. And, um, you know, she was talking about how some people kind of see that view at point as naive, but, you know, the older you get, the easier it is to see negatives. And so just making sure that you stay true to yourself and stay true to seeing the positives in everybody around you. I love that. We have such great teachers and coaches here. Do you have a favorite teacher or coach from your time? Oh gosh, there were so many great ones. I can't say that I have a favorite, but you know, I loved 
the art department, Eva Marie Burns, I love her so much. Um, Kathy O'Meara, I called her Mama O. I know a bunch of other students did too. So um, she was such a wonderful person. Um, the Inmans, Brian and Tara Inman are fantastic. You know, they're parents to so many students, you know, with parents in Rome and, you know, from all over the place. So they're awesome. And then Beth Wilson, I know I spent so many free hours in her classroom, you know, Anna Fox and I was just there all the time. She was probably like, please get out. But um, we loved her as well. So awesome. Well, I know um, Darlington is obviously why we're here and a big part of that. But I do want to learn about your career and also for our students about your path to where you are now. So after Darlington, you went to the University of Georgia. So mm -hmm. tell me about that experience, what you studied, kind of your path after Darlington. Absolutely. So I um, my whole family went to Georgia Tech, so I was the black sheep of the family for sure, and I went to Georgia. Um, I absolutely loved it. I went because of, you know, there was a great music scene there, the food scene was awesome, it's a fantastic school. I went with the intention of majoring in interior design because I was always very creative and loved art, um, and so that was my intention. Um, having, I think I majored in that for a year, maybe a year and a half, and then one of my friends, um, she was in Find Me with me. She was studying food industry marketing and administration, and so I learned from her. It was you know a, it was about fifty percent food science, fifty percent food marketing. So for me, it was a great way for me to pair my love of food and kind of creativeness in the kitchen, um, culinary type stuff with a business degree as well. So um, I changed my major to that and loved it ever since. Great. Did you always have an interest in baking or cooking before you went to Georgia or was that something that you developed as you kind of matured and grew up? I always loved it. I I think I one of my favorite toys of all was an easy bake oven. I remember just, you know, playing with that all the time. Um, I think I liked eating more than baking when I was little, but then, you know, that turns into, you know, you have to bake something to eat it. So uh, it kind of grew on me after getting a little older. So I would love to uh, share more about your professional path since college. I know you attended the New England Culinary Institute. Did you do that right after University of Georgia or did you work for a little bit before going back to school? What was that path? I didn't go directly into um, a baking and pastry kind of program. So I honestly, after I graduated college, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I you know, knew that I had this degree. There was a lot, I felt a lot of pressure about, you know, getting a job and being a professional and start that path, to start that path. But um, I graduated and I got an internship with a um, consulting company for boutique wineries and spirit producers. And so I graduated from Georgia, went to, that was based in Dallas um, and started working there. So that was my first job, you know, was an internship in Dallas. Um, from there, I learned a lot during that time. Um, it was, it was a very, it was, it was a very learning experience for sure. Uh, from there, I took a seasonal job as a snowboarding instructor, still didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I needed some more time and I needed to make some money while figuring that out. So I was like, well, I'll be a snowboarding instructor. So I moved to Beaver Creek, Colorado from Dallas. And then um, probably two or three weeks into being a snowboarding instructor, I broke my arm on one of my days off. Uh, so that 
quickly ended that um, career path, which it wasn't a career path to begin with, but you know, anyways. Um, so I took a desk job in Beaver Creek and was there for a year. Um, then I moved to Atlanta and took a job with the Women's Basketball Coaching Association. It was a marketing job and um, the executive director is incredible. She's just one of the strongest, um, most amazing people I've ever met. And so working with her was an incredible experience just to learn you know, leadership skills, life skills, and just being a good person. So that was an awesome opportunity. And then from there, kind of all of those jobs and cities and all of that was just me trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and finally, after that, I realized, you know, I love baking. I think when I was younger, I thought that, you know, to have a job, you needed to be a lawyer or a doctor or, a, you know, you had to be born with this crazy talent to sing or whatever it is. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself to do one of those professional type jobs. Um, but I think that, you know, it took me those years talking to various people where I realized, you know, you can be successful at anything you do. You could be, you know, the best, you could start out as a cleaning lady and work your way up and then own 50 different cleaning businesses. You know, you can make jewelry and, you know, become the next Julie Voss or whatever you want to do. So um, that was just my path to finally coming around to it and going, you know, I can do what I want to do, which is baking um, and I can be successful at it. That's awesome. It's such a cool path that you took. And it's good to know that not everybody knows exactly what they want to do right out of school. And you can take that time to learn about yourself and really cultivate your passion and what you want to do and be happy with that and yeah. moving forward. So, so let's talk about how you came back to Rome and to work for these great local restaurants. So what did you do after the Culinary Institute and how did you find your way back here? Yeah. So right after um, I graduated from the New England Culinary Institute. I got an internship with Sea Island Resort um, in Sea Island, Georgia, and I started in their bake shop. Um, in my internship, I went through every different position in the bake shop. I learned tarts and breads and chocolate work and, you know, making ice cream and um, plating desserts for events with a thousand people. And it was an incredible experience just getting to see each and every position in the bake shop um, and learning how, you know, something of that magnitude works. Um, and then after that, you know, I worked really hard during that internship and wanted to make myself kind of stand out. My goal was to get a full-time job with Sea Island. So um, I put a lot of, you know, effort into doing a really good job in my internship. And through that, I got noticed by the chef de cuisine of the Georgian Room, which is the restaurant in Sea Island. It's the only Forbes five-star restaurant in Georgia. So he approached me after my internship and offered me a job um, doing pastries with them. And of course I said yes. Um, it was awesome. It was fast paced. It was high pressure. It was every single thing had to be perfect every single time. And if it wasn't, you know, that was a huge deal. It was a very big issue. So. It was such a great learning experience because you always had to be, you know, on the top of your game and do it really fastly every single time. Um, working there, you know, we made the list in 2018, which is the world's top restaurants list. We made um, Gallo's top 40 list, which was, you know, list of the top restaurants in the United States. So um, that was in 2017 and 2018. And so 
it was just such a great experience and something wonderful to be a part of, you know, people, professionals working at such a high level. Um, and after that, I got promoted again within the company, with NC Island, to go to the bake shop um, and kind of manage all of the dessert menus for the Sea Island events teams. Um, I developed all of the seasonal recipes as well. I did develop all of the seasonal recipes for um, all of the outlets, but developing seasonal menus for the Georgian Room, Tableau, River Bar, um, and managing, you know, a group of bakers and that was awesome as well. And then after that, um, I had been gone from Rome for quite a while and I really wanted to get back. I never thought I would be able to get back before I was 80 years old, but that was always the end goal. Um, and then thankfully, a Darlington alumni, Bess Kelly, had been trying to get me back to Rome for years and years and years. And um, Kevin Dillman was wanting to open a bakery, or not a bakery, Kevin Dillman was wanting to open a restaurant. He already had Honeymoon Bakery here. So he reached out um, to me and Adam O'Hara, the executive chef of all of the same places. And we said, yes, I love that. And, you know, as we connect with our whole community, with alumni, with donors, volunteers, parents, everybody, we always hear that common thread throughout all of our conversations about community and the strength of relationships that are forged at Darlington. So you mentioned Bess Kelly being an alum and one of your classmates, and then Kevin is also a parent. So could you talk about some of those relationships and that you made then that continue to have an impact on your life or any new ones you have now? Um, that is just another Darlington connection with what you do now. Absolutely. So I think that um, every new city that I moved to, it was so awesome to have kind of a, a base of people that you know you already knew there. Anytime I moved, you know, I moved to... Colorado and Ben Cantrell lived there and um, so did Landon Waters and so knowing them feeling like I kind of already had a family there was awesome and so really any city that I moved to I had a group of people a, a support group almost and so I you know you don't feel alone because you feel like you still have that community whether you're you know a senior at Darlington or you're you know 15 years graduated absolutely so I have to ask about the recent Food Network episode that you and fellow Honeymoon employee Kate White participated in. So the episode was uh, for the Holiday Baking Championship, the Gingerbread Showdown, Have Yourself a Scary Little Christmas. Tell us about that experience, your inspiration, and how that came to be. Absolutely. So I never really wanted to be on the show. However, Kate was very passionate about it. Um, so they approached us, Kevin already having been on Spring Baking Championship, they approached us to do another show. Um, Kate was all for it. If it was not for her, I would have absolutely said absolutely not. However, um, it was an awesome experience. It was just so fun to meet, you know, so many people doing, you know, one particular thing at such a high level. I had no clue that there is a gingerbread circuit in the United States and that people compete professionally year-round for gingerbread. I, this was something that I never would have even thought of, which is fantastic. Um, they were, you know, going into it. I knew that Kate and I um, were both very determined and driven and we always give 100%, but I also knew that the competition was very stiff and these people do the, like this one thing professionally. Um, so it was awesome. It was great to see different people's techniques and um, always great to meet, meet new people. 
Absolutely. That is so cool. And if you live in Rome, you need to go by Honeymoon Bakery and check out the replica of the, I guess, the mountain y'all made on the yes. show yes. Um, at the store in Rome. So one thing we are consistently working um, on doing is connecting our impressive alumni base with our young graduates or even our current students. They love to hear from people who have been in their shoes, hear your wisdom, your advice, your life hacks. For any of our young alums or students that might be interested in joining the industry or have a passion for baking or cooking, what advice would you give them? I would say, so when I was thinking about going into the industry, you hear a lot of the negatives. You know, you work all the time, you work for very little pay, you work holidays, you know, you work weekends. These are the kinds of things that people tell you, you know, you work in a kitchen with all men and, you know, you're going to have to deal with that, whatever that, you know, might look like. So I would just say that there are so many positives to it. Um, if you're interested in having a job in the food industry, it's amazing. You know, you get to be creative while pairing it with science. And, you know, I mean, it's just a really, really great thing if you're creative and into scientific you know, types of things. Um, I think that you can be successful, you know, and and support yourself and a family and whatever else, else you want to do. I think you just have to be um, smart about managing your time and balancing things. Um, but I just, you know, want to provide people that are interested in it that, you know, you should go for it and you should work your tail off and get where you want to be and don't let anybody else tell you that you won't be able to do it. What well, we would love to have you as a Darlington Connects mentor and be able to connect you with those, you know, students that might be interested in it or curious about that path at Georgia or even um, some of our recent grads who might be looking to switch a career or anything like that. So we'd love to connect you with them. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. All right. Well, Megan, thank you so much again for taking the time out of your day. I know it's a busy schedule and joining us and for connecting with the Darlington community. Yay, thank you. We're glad that you tuned into this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at www.darlingtonschool.org slash podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.